everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Fit Podcast, where I, Shawnee Fit, take you on my journey of finding my fit as a millennial making. Are you a millennial trying to find your fit and achieve those massive goals? Tune in every week as I discuss the shit I think about, the steps I have taken, and hear advice from some of the best. Let's get this journey started. Welcome to episode number five. Guys, I just got my own like podcast equipment and I'm like feeling like such a pro doing this slash trying to figure it out as I go, but it's super exciting. Um, but anyways, um, in this episode, I'm going to discuss the good old topic of meltdowns. I feel like I'm a pro at meltdowns. Like you might laugh and feel free to go ahead, but guys, I have enough or at least I feel like I have enough and I think all of us whether we want to admit it or not you know go through periods of meltdowns or just periods where you're just like not in the mood to go um I think everyone has meltdowns in different ways and forms and I find like mine have definitely developed as I've continued down this path of finding my fit like I think you'll definitely find this happen to you too. It's like the topics and the ways in which you melt down change as you grow. So the first phase, like at the beginning, I felt like it was a good old ball. I know you guys know what I'm talking about, where you just literally cry your eyes out until you feel like you have no more tears. Yep, that was me. Um, Why did I have these meltdowns? Well, A lot of it was because of that good old thing we spoke about in my last episode, clarity. I would just get so lost and confused like around my path and I felt like the only thing I could do was cry. And don't get me wrong, like letting it out works and then it's almost like I've let it out, now let me get my shit together and go again. So I feel like that's the first phase, you know, that good old bawling. And then the second phase I think we go through is a little bit less crying, but it's more of like a place of stillness where you're just so overwhelmed for whatever reason that you literally just sit in stillness. Yeah, tears might come to your eyes, but it's not as dramatic as the first phase. Like I know you guys feel me, right? So then the third phase, in my opinion, is like the phase I'm in now, where there are no tears really, or if there are tears, it's like just like a short stint of tears, Um, but it's really just stillness to a point of like losing momentum and motivation, and you know, all you want to do is sleep or lay in bed all day, Um, you know, you would do anything when you're having this meltdown just to Netflix and chill Um, but you know you gotta get shit done so this phase I think you know as I know I am like you're very in your head a lot and you create all these stories and 99% of them are complete foolishness but you still create them Um, these also take a hella long time to get out of Like sometimes you feel like the meltdown is over and then it's like, jokes, I'm still here. This is the type of meltdown I have nowadays. I feel like I'm just coming out of one, to be very honest. 
but it takes a lot of mental power to get out of this kind of meltdown. And, you know, I do think there's one more phase, um, like what we see the generation above us going through sometimes, but, you know, we haven't got there yet, so let's just leave it at that. So, in my opinion, there's about four phases. So, now that, like, we know the phases, you know, what the hell are we going to do about them? So, I have a few suggestions. My first one is give yourself permission. Let me just repeat that one again. Give yourself permission. Don't beat yourself up over having a meltdown. Now, guys, I'm so guilty of doing this, but I'm trying to shift it. Um, We all can't be 100 all the time. Like, trust me, I know how you feel. You look on Instagram, you look on all these social media platforms and you're like, oh my God, this person has their shit together and this person's doing this and this person's accomplishing this. But at the end of the day, guess what? We all have our own shit we're dealing with. So you're allowed to have your meltdowns and we all have them. Every single one of us has them and that's okay and it's part of life. So I like to say you're allowed one week of wallowing. I can't remember where I got that from. I think it was like a movie or a book or something. And essentially what that means is that, you know, where it's okay. Give yourself permission one week to just, you know, feel like shit, not want to do anything and like be in this place of meltdown. Like just accept it and be okay and give yourself that time to kind of let it go. So that's my number one. Number two, your brain is your bitch, as Jen Sicaro says in the book, You Are a Badass. Highly recommend it if you haven't read it yet. Um, but anyways, I believe meltdowns are a product of the stories we create in our heads. And if you can make your brain your bitch and control the stories, you will reduce the number of meltdowns you have. Like, I promise. Now, what do I mean when I say stories So something will happen in our lives. Let's talk about one that I am so known for. Um, Let's say your boss asks you to do something by X time. You complete it and forget to send a message saying it's done. So you then like, you realize and you send a message a little bit after and you're like, hi, whoever your boss is, um, X task has been completed. Please see Y place for approval, for example. And they respond, okay, or the good old okay. Now, if you're anything like me, you take that okay or K and read into it. You think, oh my God, he or she doesn't think I did it in time. They don't like the way I did it. They don't like where I put it. And you just like create all these reasons as to why they responded the way they responded. Um... And as a side note, you guys ever notice that like if someone uses K, it's like you read into it a hundred times more than any other response, even if it's like from a boyfriend or a friend or anything. I feel like K should just be removed from our vocabulary. But anyways, that's what I mean. Like rather than taking something as it is. So say, for example, in this case, my boss could have just been busy and just responded as quickly as possible and K or OK was what came to his or her mind. But instead of looking at it that way, you create layers and layers on top of this response 
to the point where we literally drive ourselves mad. And then what ends up happening is that these stories just pile up and pile up and pile up and create meltdowns. So you have to train yourself to be conscious of these stories and try to stop them as they're being created. So as they pop into your mind, because guess what? They're going to pop into your mind whether you want them to or not. You really need to acknowledge them. So the story will pop into your head and you literally say in your head, like a mad person, I see you, I hear you. However, that is a story and I have zero facts to make that true. And remember, your brain is your bitch. So if you can control these stories, you'll have so much less meltdowns. So that's number two. Now, number three, find your support system. So we all have, you know, that one person or, you know, some of us have like a big group of people that we can just release our thoughts to, even if they don't actually help Um, You love them to death, but their responses might not actually help. The simple fact is that, you know, you're letting it out. Um, Now, if you're that type of person that doesn't like to share, for example, um, writing it in a journal or, you know, recording it as a voice note in your phone just so that you can let out all your thoughts. And what you'll do is you'll realize that the amount of stories that are mixed into why you're having a meltdown is crazy. Now, I personally do a combo, like when I feel a meltdown coming on, I journal like crazy because I don't initially like letting people know I'm having a meltdown. So I'll journal and journal and journal to the point where I'm like, okay, can I, can I fix this myself? Um, And then if I feel as though it's not getting any better from the journaling, I have two people. One person I go to, she's like very spiritual spiritually aligned with me so you know she'll tell me all the spiritual ways to get over whatever it may be so she's like have you meditated have you done your affirmations um how are you looking at this thing so she's very much like spiritually aligned with me and sometimes like that's what I need like it's almost like a a slap to be like get back into your routine get back into meditation and focus on what you're grateful for so that you can get out of this funk And then I have another person. Um, So if the spiritual doesn't necessarily work, I'll go to the other person. And she's very logical. So she'll look at something and be like, okay, you've you've just told me these six things. Now, out of these six things, you have control over two. So how about we let go of the rest and figure out how we're going to fix the two? And then we'll kind of break apart the two things and figure out, okay, going forward, what are we going to do to kind of shift them? So, I mean, I guess with that, you need to find out who you can go to if that's your choice, right? Um, And figure out your best combo, like figure out what works for you. Is it like me where it's journaling and writing um, or is it just um maybe calling someone so it's completely up to you but you know find that combo so that in these situations you have that support system in that you can lean on and then number four all right so this one's going to be a bit long um so bear with me but you know those personality tests that you've heard of 500 times whether it be in that pointless pointless class you took in university 
or when you entered the working world, like they'd said, you need to do this assessment before you're hired. Um, so, I mean, I think we've all kind of heard of them. Some of the well-known ones are, of course, like Myers-Briggs, the 16 personality, the DISC assessment. Um, so those are the common ones. Now, I'm not bashing those at all, but there is this one test called an Enneagram. Let me tell you something. This one is like gold. It is like a pretty detailed quiz. And when I tell you, it tells you who you are. Essentially, what will happen is like similar to the other ones. There's a series of questions and you it's pretty long. So bear with it. But um, you answer the questions and then at the end of it, it will give you like your dominant number. Now, the numbers are anywhere between one to nine. Now, take this test, like no doubt, take this test. Um, so let me give you an example. So I am a number three. So what is a number three on Enneagram? A three is someone who's like the achiever, the go-getter, um, the no-nonsense type of person, um, the person that will drop everything just to accomplish their goals. Yep, that's me. Now, knowing this and digging into it, you'll realize that a three is like basic desire. So in my case, my basic desire is to feel valuable and worthy. And like my basic fear is feeling worthless. Now, I got this from the actual test. So what does this mean? It means that like when I'm in a situation, whether it be career wise or personally, where I feel as though I'm not valued or worthy, guess what happens? Cue meltdown. Now, if you can become aware of what might trigger you, then as I said before, you can make your brain your bitch and switch the way you're thinking about it. There's also this amazing Instagram page called Enneagram and Coffee. And basically what they do is they give you like quick tips based on your number um, when it comes to different aspects of your life. So it'll be like an image and it'll say like what to do um, if you're having a meltdown and it'll have your number beside it. And it gives you like three points or whatever. Um, and they're normally really, really helpful in like helping you figure out what you need to do next. So that is definitely something you guys need to do. Um, you can just Google Enneagram test test and it takes you to it should take you to a free one there is a paid one um I would recommend the paid one because the free one is good so if you don't want to pay for it and kind of test it out you can do the free one but the paid one is a bit more accurate and it gives you additional information so your homework is to get it done and then number five I just kind of wanted to end on number five which is love yourself like, no matter how many meltdowns you have, like, appreciate where you are. Like, write down maybe three things you're grateful for that could be really simple things. And just love yourself through the mess. So, I mean, with that closing, I guess I'll just kind of recap the five things that we discussed, which would be, one, give yourself permission. Two, make your brain your bitch. Three, find your support system. Four, take an Enneagram test. And five, love yourself. So with that, that kind of ends my episode number five. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and you know, while I was prepping for this podcast, 
the idea came to me to like maybe I should have an episode where like I'm having a conversation with like male and female millennials at different stages about like their meltdowns and how they deal with them um so I'm definitely going to plan for that in the future but in the meantime um share your thoughts in this review like what do you do to get yourself out of meltdowns and do you like feel me on my different phases like do you agree do you disagree let me know um and I'll, and as always if you have anything that you like want to point out to me feel free to shoot me a message on instagram at shawnee fit so let's just do this together like we got this no matter how many meltdowns we have we got this Hope you got tremendous value. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe, share, and review. Have questions or want to suggest a topic for me in the future? Message me on Instagram at Shawnee Fit.